This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. So many of you out there, we appreciate taking the show via the podcast. Subscribe using your favorite podcast platform to Kelly and Rumya. Maybe when you're in there, you can give us a rating and review. We always love to hear from you one way or another. But mostly, we love the fact that you can listen to the whole show at your leisure with the audio vanity card. I tossed one in there today for you folks. Or you can listen to the show in segment form. Whatever way is best for you, we appreciate that that is the way to consume our program, and we appreciate your valuable time when you do so. That's the Kelly and Rumya podcast available to you. I'm Kelly McDonald, and let's welcome in today, who's also co-hosting with me, but right now he's got the headlines add-on, Mr. Grant Hardy. Hey, I'm Grant Hardy, and welcome to the Headlines segment. I tackle everything from health and lifestyle to accessibility and tech. I have it all right here on Kelly and Ramia. We do this on Mondays and Wednesdays and settle back with Grant. Sometimes we'll throw an extra bonus one in because there's just so much to talk about, or we're short a guest on the program. Hardy, welcome back. Uh, Oh, it feels like a whole three minutes since I spoke to you. I know it's just just an age. I I, I hope that we're not uh, affecting the ratings of your of your show too much by having me on too often. <laughs> Do you Kidding. think they tell us any of that stuff? <laughs> we we never know. They'll sit there and tell you, "Oh, Grant, it's been terrible." Uh, you know, Grant, okay. you better just pick yourself up. They'll tell me, you know, it's the show's so great with Grant on it. Do you have to be on Kelly as much as you are? So it all depends how it works out, man. Uh, where do you want to start All today, Grant? on perspective. <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. <laughs> I'm taking kind of a, a different approach than usual because I came across a an opinion piece in Forbes, I believe it was, that talks about the Apple Vision Pro headset, which is technology that I'm very conflicted about, and uh, mm. perhaps we can get your opinion on this as well. So, essentially, the way I understand it is it's uh, it's a headset with a microphone a um the like headset speakers uh, and also cameras and the ability to display video to you which would be everything from just watching uh, videos you know youtube or whatever kelly and kelly and ramia highlights uh, to also immersing yourself in the real world so to speak where you could actually have your windows just kind of scattered around your house so that as you're walking into your kitchen you kind of see your kitchen but you also see uh, your an email or something superimposed on your like kitchen counter through the, yeah. the video it's it's weird it's weird um but the article is talking about how uh, a lot of the embargoed reviews that came out on the vision Pro are missing a key part of the story. Uh, reviewers are fawning over how this technology is apparently kind of pulled from the future and now is in the present, but they don't mention accessibility. Uh, but as it turns out, the Apple Vision Pro is accessible, has familiar features like voiceover, Zoom, assistive touch, switch control, and more. Uh, which essentially means that people with various disabilities, you may not actually be able to uh, see the camera, let's say, 
but you should be able to use the Vision Pro. We have very little idea how it works due to a number of factors, people not really talking about it uh, in reviews, as I mentioned, and the Vision Pro just being so expensive, thousands of dollars, mm -hmm. um, which means that people with disabilities, you often, we don't necessarily have a lot of money. Some people in the community may not be buying this in droves. But I'm curious to get your perspective on it because... I'm very excited about this for a number of reasons. I think it could be a great avenue for accessibility apps. For example, these artificial intelligence apps where you snap a picture, it comes back, it describes it to you. I think that there could be some serious sort of augmented reality apps that would just be on all the time or wherever you want. So you could be watching a movie, let's say, and your Vision Pro would actually be describing what's on screen or GPS apps. Uh, there's an app being beta tested in Canada, which can describe uh, audible lights, but you've got to mm -hmm. hold your phone up pointing the camera at it, which is really difficult. But on the Vision Pro, you could literally be walking along and have all the street lights announced to you. What do you think? Are you excited, indifferent, or skeptical? I'm, I'm incredibly excited. Skeptical. Being skeptical about it, Grant, to me, is ridiculous. We have seen in the last three, four, six years, 20 years, how fast technology moves, how I used to watch on my kids' shows, my cartoons on Saturday mornings, you know, when I was seven and say, <laughs> that'd be really cool. And it took so long for us to kind of crawl, to walk faster, to get up to where we are now. And we're sailing along, and it's only going to get faster. The things you just mentioned, being able to come approach a corner and it tell you green light, red light, doable now. Walk into the kitchen and read that email. It doesn't matter to you or I if it's on the counter. There were the days when these phones, iPhones, started, and we were blown away by everything they could do then. Couldn't use every single feature at that point, not with voiceover. Mm -hmm. Couldn't in the next edition next six edition, you still can't now. There are certain apps, we just, they don't lend themselves as much to accessibility. However, meanwhile, there are apps that are presented there for accessibility, for you and I specifically as blind people, for persons in wheelchairs, things to assist other people or give them entertainment and pleasure that are there. Not everybody who can see can drive. Not everyone who can see is interested in playing a video game or whatever, but they may be a whiz at the computer in so many other ways or using their device. It's okay. You're never going to use everything on this phone. You're never going to use everything on these glasses. You're never going to be able to due to different factors for everyone. You use what you can, what you want to, but in the meanwhile, I find it just phenomenal, just some of the things you mentioned. I, I go back to the light. I go back to that perspective. I have heard so many people that when they had the IRA glasses, they didn't have to worry. And I've had blind people who have been blind all their life say to me, well, I really don't know where to look for that. If if I was using uh, Be My Eyes and, and using the AI to take a picture, I'm not sure I know in a big area like this at the mall where I'm really turning, I need haptic feedback of some kind instead of just taking the picture and letting it get back to me. So, you know, you have something here that that potentially, because it does it when you open the camera, tells you already some things. When you take a picture and Facebook posts it, we get some, might be a picture of this, that, and the other thing. Well, you know, there's some logic you may have to use, but if you're taking a picture at a mall and it says there may be an elephant, well, not likely. But it is possible they could have an elephant statue in there. But you know certain things because that picture, using AI and so much more, can fill it in. Just a starting point. These glasses, mm -hmm. just a starting point. Um, 
I get excited to a point. I mean, I'm not thrilled about the price grant, but I think sky's <laughs> the limit. Exactly. Yeah. I think that uh, for sure, the first generation of a product like this, it's always, I mean, I sound like I actually have a realistic uh, chance of buying it, which I don't. Uh, but if I were a potential buyer, I think w waiting out for, you know, the second or third edition. Well, is, and Grant, is... we don't know anyone. I, like you said, there's a very good point. We, I don't know anyone that has them currently to tell me, Kel, would you shut up? The voiceover does so much of this. That's not talking wrong. You know, I, I don't know. These articles unless it's somebody really looking for accessibility, they're not going to tell us that stuff because right now we're pointing at the general market and there's not exactly, enough of us yeah. out there using it to really judge where Apple people might be. Nice, oh, of course, it's got the accessibility. Mm -hmm. This isn't new to us. Exactly, yeah. It's literally an article from a leading publication that was published that says we don't know about the accessibility because nobody has done yeah. a review about it and no one has, has talked about it. But yeah, I think there there's a bit of a chicken and egg problem in that probably not a lot of people in our community are going to get them, which means there might be low demand for accessible apps, but hopefully we'll move into a new era of vision accessibility. It, it's interesting, Grant, Very because cool. the accessibility is so helpful to so many people that it's so hard to say others may not use certain features the way you might or or a, a low vision person might i mean we talked to amy amantia the other day um amantia about her taking photos and the, the what she looks for what somebody else looks for and in it who may be from the low vision or blind community what they get from it hey maybe they want to take pictures of their children or at a birthday party maybe somebody wants to go and and take those pictures of light as she was saying the beautiful thing is we can do that now and whatever and i think once we get people utilizing these glasses and i'm sure some of the people who making these i, I got to believe that some accessibility was really in their mind because of what difference they could make to somebody. I'm sure to them it's pretty cool too for someone to be able to walk down the street using their cane and have red light ahead, mm. green lights, you know, go. And, and and that would be cool if I was working on something and I knew this could make a difference where that blind person doesn't have to stop, look for, listen for light cycles, listen for vehicles necessarily. I think it's powerful as long as you can trust it gonna be fantastic as long as we can trust it like you said green light oh, i lied <laughs> oh crap hey it's just a bug you can't blame us that's right exactly <laughs> update update necessary um kelly it's valentine's day and i guess this isn't really the most cheerful second article for the day uh but we're talking about gray divorce in other words divorce in later life so in 2020 it's actually a terrible term for it now that i'm reading that in 2020 <laughs> uh the average age of divorce was 48 according to as uh, stats can but over uh the last uh decades it has been on the rise and there's a rise in gray divorce when couples 50 years of older uh, are splitting up. Um, and there are a lot of reasons for that. Just one apparently being the uh, stigma of getting divorced is less. Uh, also, people are just tending to marry a little bit later in life. Uh, but apparently, uh, because the unmarried num uh, number of unmarried 
people are greater than they ever used to be. There are more people to repartner with after a divorce, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you have uh, to. Art- We're living longer, right? Like, it's right, not like exactly. anymore if you separate at 50 or 55, you know, the old days, would be, oh, it's 70 or dead, you might as well just relax, right? you know, relax your next 15 years. That, that was the mean age of, of what people had. That was where they said, well, oh, yeah. generally it's, what was the old four score and whatever it was? Exactly. It was, I guess, kind of like your whole reputation was on the line, whereas now we're a little bit more chill about it and like, why is it really worth staying with someone you're not happy with? Now, the data does suggest that the impact of grade divorce tends to be greater on women rather than men, especially from a financial context, uh, context, which is interesting. Uh, Apparently, uh, the At about the age of 54 to 56, the income losses for divorced women were significantly higher compared to single, married, and widowed women. Mm. Uh, And that comes from tax data as well. I believe I've heard that from men, for men, the greatest impact relates to social and emotional situations but not as much financially as it is for women. So that's interesting. Interesting. Yeah, definitely. Well, and Grant, oh, go ahead. Mm, Yeah, no, again, it just, it just seems like on the one hand, yes, like, of course, work it out, right? If you can go to couples counseling, do what you got to do. On the other hand, like, is it really worth just being unhappy and staying with someone that you're not happy with? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and again, obviously the soul searching everyone has to do and hopefully the good, good sides of the conversations can happen as to maybe what we're doing or should we do, or how can we do better or how can we find what we used to have? So um, people in that position, you know, good luck. Uh, Grant, I will tell you, this article is kind of interesting because later on I have an article about a couple that's been married for 78 years. We'll talk about that Aww, on our closing that, moment later on. Uh, and that nice. would be, if I do Bring my math right, that's the spirit. Oh, exactly. And if I do things right, I I said four score earlier, that would be three score and 18 years. So I think a score used to refer to 20 years, if I have that right. We step aside for a couple of moments. In two moments, folks, otherwise known as two minutes, how was Usher's Super Bowl halftime show? Did you enjoy it? Do you like it? Do you tune in for it? Many do. And only for that, where does it stack when it comes to some of the greats that have happened? We discuss with Corinne Van Dusen on our entertainment report after this. Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Ramya return with more in a moment. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Shaun of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.